Welcome to the Farmer's Planning Podcast with me, your host Guy French from Foxes Rural, where we talk about all things planning related on farms. Hello everyone and welcome to the Farmer's Planning Podcast. This is episode one and I'm your host Guy French. Now you'll have to bear with me a little bit on the first episode because I have never done a podcast before and this is the first time that I'm attempting it. I'm editing it all myself and then I'm uploading it as a podcast and it will be interesting to see how it all works out. So please bear with me and thank you very much for tuning in. Now for those of you who don't know our company. We are Foxes Rural and we are planning and permitted development experts for farmers. We predominantly practice in Essex, but the aim of this podcast is to bring you experiences of planning permission on farms throughout the UK. Within this show, we're going to hopefully bring you interviews with farmers, landowners, anyone involved in the planning industry for farmers, as well as planning officers and consultants. So let's dive in with episode one, where I'm going to talk about the key facts relating to permitted development for agricultural buildings on York farms. Now, there are a range of permitted development rights that exist on farms, but for this one, I'm going to focus solely on those relating to agricultural buildings. Other podcasts will cover topics such as farm access tracks and other permitted development rights such as minerals on your farm and there are exceptions on your farm whereby we could also look at uh, permitted development rights relating to agricultural workers accommodation and farm offices and other things similar to that. So let's go through the permitted development rights for agricultural buildings. Now everyone's always heard of something called a 28-day notice. Now a 28-day notice is not quite as simple as how it sounds whereby you submit a notice and within 28 days you receive a notification from the local planning authority as to whether or not you have achieved your permitted development application. That's not quite the case and of course there are circumstances whereby you'll have heard of your neighbour up the road whereby they've submitted an application, they filled out the forms and they got their 28 day notice. Well that's exceptional in terms of most cases but normally you will have to give a detailed agricultural justification statement which actually demonstrates how you comply with the 28 day notice legislation. So some of the key criteria that crop up for a 28-day notice are that you have to have a holding which is a minimum of 5 hectares. Now that's 12 acres in size. You don't necessarily need to have a holding whereby it's all on the same farm. You can have it where land is offline as long as it's connected or related to that holding. So there are examples where I have done applications for clients whereby their main field that we might be putting an agricultural building on could only be about three or four acres and they've got some other land which is offline and further away. Now this could be rented or owned and we show as part of that application that it's all farmed as one because the two are interconnected and that would be able to get you over the five hectare holding threshold. However, the fundamental point with the permitted development legislation is that the agricultural building cannot be sited on a parcel of less than one hectare. So you would need to ensure that your client owned at least 2.47 acres, uh, so roughly two and a half acres at their main site where they're wanting to erect the building. 
There's confusion quite often with the one hectare parcel and it doesn't need to be a field which is one hectare. So if you've got a small parcel which is say less than one hectare but it's part of say a hundred acre block that doesn't actually consider itself to be one hectare. Therefore, it's it's considered to be around about 100 acres. The one hectare rule means an isolated field which is unconnected with a wider block or sits in isolation on its own. There is criteria under the 28-day legislation where the building cannot be within 25 metres from a trunk or a classified road. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't build a building within 25 metres of a road. It just means that if the road is classified on your local highways list, so whether it's a class A, B or C road, sometimes categorised as class 1, 2 or 3, or if it's a trunk road such as a main dual carriageway or motorway, then the building cannot be within 25 metres of that. If you're along a lane or a quieter road, you will probably find that this road is unclassified and it is then possible to use your permitted development rights within 25 metres of the road. Now, the 25 metre measurement commences from the metalled part of that trunk road. The building cannot exceed a thousand square metres in size every two years. Now this is cumulative. So if you were to put up 500 square metres this year, you'd be able to put up 500 square metres next year. And in year three, you'd be able to put up another 500 square metres. So it's a bit like a credit card when you're using a balance, depending on what your square meterage is. The building must be designed and be reasonably necessary for the purposes of agriculture. This is where we as agents would go into quite a lot of detail relating to the agricultural justification relating to your building. Now within this agricultural justification we would need to ensure that it's consistent with other applications that you've submitted on your farm and also provide detailed justifications in accordance with agricultural calculations to demonstrate that the scale of the building is reasonably necessary for the purposes of agriculture. Now if you're within three kilometres of an aerodrome you are limited to three metres in height. I quite often find confusions where clients will say oh well I have an airstrip or my neighbour has an airstrip and we're within three kilometres of that aerodrome. Unless the aerodrome is classified by the Civil Aviation Authority with a licence, then it's not actually classified as an aerodrome. And you can build within three kilometres of it in excess of three metres in height. You'll quite often find that hobby airstrips or hobby aerodromes are not actually registered with the Civil Aviation Authority. It will normally be the higher profile sites that are. It's quite easy to find out whether or not it's appropriate you effectively uh, search on the civil aviation authority website and look for licensing of aerodromes now under the 28 day legislation you are restricted to using the building for agriculture for its initial 10 year period it's not that you cannot change the use of that building within the initial 10 year period but it's quite often frowned upon by councils and the councils do have the power not to grant a change of use within the first 10 years and also have the ability to make you take the building down under the permitted development legislation. You've therefore got to ensure that the building is used for agriculture for its initial 10-year period and by 
implementing your 28-day notice, you will also offset something called your Class Q permitted development rights. Now, your Class Q permitted development rights are the right for you to change either 465 square metres or 500 square metres of agricultural buildings on your farm to residential. Now, those buildings must be over 10 years uh, since they were erected before you can actually implement those class Q rights but you've just got to bear in mind that by submitting a 28 day notice for an agricultural building you will lose those permitted development rights for 10 years so if you've got any plans to undertake any agricultural conversions on your farm then you might want to just ensure that you are protecting your residential permitted development rights first now if you've got livestock buildings you cannot be within 400 meters of a third party dwelling now the measurement for that 400 meters is taken from the curtilage of that dwelling so quite often it will be the garden you can use something like google earth to establish whether you're within 400 meters or not now if you've had any agricultural buildings even if you've submitted them under full planning permission prior to submitting the 28-day notice and it lies within 90 metres of your proposed agricultural building, then that has actually offset your cumulative 1,000 square metres. And finally, you need to ensure that the agricultural building is designed to be suitable for the purposes of agriculture. Therefore, you cannot submit plans for a building that is appearing to be a residential dwelling or anything that might not be fit for purpose. So if you're building a grain store, but you submit an application for a timber frame building with lots of windows and doors, then that's not designed to be reasonably necessary for agriculture. And it's unlikely that it would be used for modern grain storage. You're much more likely to be using something such as a steel portal frame building with concrete panelling and some roller shutter doors. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And... I look forward to you tuning in to our future episodes. 